it going? Yeah, good, thanks, Ravi. How are you? I'm great, thanks very much. So we're here today to talk about Education Perfect and Global Championships. Um, shall we start and uh, introduce ourselves first of all? I think so, that'd be good. Yeah, That's let's do probably that. a great place <laughs> to start, yeah. So my name is Ravi Sekon. Uh, I'm a teacher of mathematics and head of a department over here in Dubai. And I freelance for Education Perfect. Uh, how about yourself, Mel? What do you do? Yeah, so I'm also based in the UAE, but just down the road in Abu Dhabi. And my role is as, as the lead digital learning consultant on the international team, is to support schools like your school in um, using Education Perfect and uh, rolling out online learning, especially during these last sort of 18, uh, 12 months in, with COVID. It's been interesting. Fantastic. Yeah, and I suppose it's probably a good uh, thing to point out that we only met each other for the first time a few months ago, even though we'd been speaking and communicating with each other over the last 12, 13 months over Zoom calls, haven't we? That's right. And we're only an hour away from each other, but yet it took us over over 12 months to actually get in person. So it's it's strange times. It's been a long journey. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. been a long journey. <laughs> and we uh, are talking about Education Perfect today and global championships and competitions in general. So I think we should start, first of all, in talking about, well, what is actually EP? What is Education Perfect? So Education Perfect, I think the best way to describe it is a learning experience program. What we do is we support both online learning and classroom teaching. And we've been doing that for around 10 years, supporting teachers and saving them time with automated marking content. We have a whole suite of content ready to go for teachers. But in around 2008, we actually started to host uh, global competitions and we've now run several competitions throughout the academic year. And uh, like, can you describe them? What, what does it involve? How do skills enter, et cetera? Yeah, so the global competitions are all about students being given the challenge of reinforcing, revising, but also learning some new skills and content within a subject. And we typically see around 250,000 students from over 30 countries participate in this very um, rigorous, exciting, dynamic uh, competition where the students are just basically answering as many questions as they can and they gain points as they go through. It's very cool. It's absolutely amazing. 250,000 students. It's absolutely incredible. And um, am I right in thinking that there was a new record set recently in the, in the last championships? Yeah, yeah, the languages um, epic competition. Uh, we ended up smashing it with 118 million questions. <laughs> I had to double look that up. I was thinking originally I thought we, we hit the market 20 million questions in seven days, but no, 118 million questions from sorry 118 million in seven days only in seven days um, from students okay. from 1900 schools. So you know, 1900 schools all cramming in as doing as much language learning as they can resulted in over 118 million questions answered. Isn't that crazy? God. I know some schools that probably would answer that in a couple of years, never in seven <laughs> <That's> days. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it's so popular? I mean, during the pandemic and the times that we're in, that's like incredible numbers. 
Yeah, and I think that was a real, we were a little bit concerned that numbers might drop with the with the online fatigue and um, the ongoing pandemic situation. But interestingly, we found the numbers actually go up compared to previous years. And I think that there's a couple of reasons why. Firstly, students love a good competition. Like who doesn't, who doesn't want to be the global leader or have the title of the best school in the world against, you know, 1300 other schools that are competing in the competition which is you can't compete with that but also there's prizes we always have prizes kids love a good uh, opportunity to win a prize so the teachers <laughs> i don't know if the teachers actually win a prize the teachers just get the, the gloating rights i guess um totally. compared, to, <laughs> compared to the other schools <laughs> But I, I guess the other the reason why is that with the majority of international students not being able to undertake the normal schooling, online competitions, I think, were a needed break from their current situation. And I've heard many stories from teachers around the world about how these online competitions actually allowed the students to thrive and succeed in an area that perhaps they were really struggling in because of all of the all of the things that were happening at home at school in the country and their strength and the resilience of the students during that phase of adversity was pretty pretty impressive which is which was is there any was Go there ahead. any like noticeable students or uh, any noticeable schools that you think stood out at all during the competition? I think I think my favourite story was one from Lebanon. Um, this was Hariri High School number three. We had our global learning festival, which was English, science, and maths uh, competition uh, back in February, uh, February twenty twenty one, and what. The, these these students dominated. They smashed it. They I think they took almost every single top position across the three subjects except for one. So they were the, the top three kids. And I was talking to the principal about what those kids, the achievements of the kids, but then also how what they're currently facing. And alongside the rapid development of the COVID-19 pandemic, which all schools are, are currently facing, education in Lebanon is definitely undergoing a real major reshaping. And the emerging economic climate that's happening in that, in that country at the moment resulted in the schools, not just Hariri High School 3, but most of the schools facing a very different and scary reality. And yet the students showed an unprecedented adaptability and resilience during the competition. And the principal was really thankful for that opportunity to allow this, the students to succeed, for the students to focus on something other than the hardships they are currently facing. So I think they're the main reasons as to why in which the competitions are being so successful the last or so popular I think is a better word so popular the last 12 months compared to our previous uh, competitions or previous years kids are amazing that's, that's incredible and am I right in thinking as well were you invited to uh, an online zoom call with a school in terms of the competitions yeah that was that was that school that was Hibiri high school three so I, I wanted to essentially interview the principal and ask how is it that these kids managed to take out all the top top positions 
Uh, and surprise, to my surprise, I jump on this Zoom call and I had all the students and all the teachers <laughs> online with me. And it was it was such a heartfelt conversation where the kids were were talking about not only you know, the excitement of seeing the scoreboard and the excitement of things moving, their names moving up along the, the leaders, but that sense of community and that sense of uh, school spirit was really shining yeah. through. These kids, yeah. they, were, they were texting each other. They were messaging each other. I can see your two points behind that student. Come on, you can do it. You can get a little bit more. Uh, have, you tried, <laughs> have you tried this lesson? This lesson is a really easy way to get points. So uh, that, that, they weren't competing against each other. They were really seeing themselves as a school that was competing against the globe. Um, and that was kind of cool. It was a really nice, it was a really nice interview with, with 25 students and three teachers. Uh, honestly, that's just so nice. And I mean, we should mention that you're an ex-teacher, or are you an ex-teacher? Would you consider yourself still a teacher as well? No, I definitely consider myself still a teacher. Always, once so a just teacher, to get, always a teacher. 100%. So just to get that feedback for the kids must have been amazing. It must have been lovely just to hear that from them. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And uh, like obviously, I'm, I'm aware of the functionality of EP, and I know that you can have internal competitions as well. So working in a boys' school over here in Dubai, I know the... The, the competitive nature that it can bring out in students. Um, were there any trends that you noticed in, in Abu Dhabi just down the road with any other schools? I, across the wider UAE, I definitely saw yeah. that the, the kids here uh, were, were fiercely competitive. Our, our UAE schools and our UAE students are definitely the ones that dominate in the Middle East. We get lots and lots of schools across the, the broader Middle East joining these competitions, but it's the UAE ones that that competition and year in, year out tend to um, do, do really, really well. well I, I mean, obviously, I've been in Dubai now 14 years. You're working in Abu Dhabi as well. You've been here for a long time. Why do you think schools in the Middle East or do so well or why do you think it's so popular or successful here? I think uh, in, in the UAE particularly I think that it's that UAE spirit that that teachers and schools yeah. try to to push the, the, the general community about um, the UAE being global leaders and global innovators. Definitely yeah. And yeah. that tends to throw flow through, and I think that's flowing through into the students. Um, the schools here really do pride themselves as being the best of the best. And this is clearly demonstrated in those global champion scoreboards. We, um, we had one UAE school, uh, British International School, Abu Dhabi, that, that continuously dominate the top, top three spots <laughs> over the last sort of two, three years. Um, and, and the most recent uh, result for them was they placed third in that global language championships with 3.5 million questions answered in seven. Um, yeah, it kind of yeah. brings out their competitive nature totally. Yeah, yeah I mean, work, working in a boys' school, I, I mean, I'm familiar with uh, quite a lot of the, the functionality of the platform. So it's not only external, you can have internal uh, competitions within uh, the Education Perfect platform as well. So you can see it daily, what uh, effect it has on the boys and the motivation. Yeah. Um, so talking about motivation, like, have you got any tips for students in order to be successful or even teachers? 
I think um, the success of the students globally in these competitions has to really be firstly attributed to the hard work and dedication of the teachers and the schools um, yeah. in, in fostering that love of learning. Like the kids find out through the competitions from their from, from their teachers and then the kids themselves uh, are promoted and supported and encouraged to, to take part in the competition uh, through, through their teachers. So I think that's the first reason of the success and a really nice example of, of that or a really nice story around that was a, a, the head of STEM, so the lead STEM teacher at Emirates International School, Jumeirah. So these Jumeirah, guys, yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah. So these guys came fourth uh, globally in the science competition last August. Now August is summer here for the UAE, so, <laughs> it's hot. which was yeah, which was an unfortunate timing. But uh, back in back in Australia, New Zealand, it's uh, it's not summer. It's it's you know the, it's the start of yeah, it's winter yeah. and it's also we're in the middle of the school term. And the teacher was talking to me about it afterwards and he was just so proud of the self-drive, the passion and the commitment of those students. And yet they wouldn't have done it if it hadn't have been for his excitement and his passion and his drive. Totally, yeah. On board. So that, I think that's tip number one that is that it comes from, from the did, did you say Did you say it was a mathematics teacher because maths is the best subject or was it science you said? <laughs> I'm going to have to go with science. It was definitely science. Oh. <laughs> what other things do you recommend for the students? Um, I guess uh, the other piece of advice is to just be open-minded and willing to try new things. Um, a lot of students would might sit there and think that online competitions or competitions, it's only for the smartest or the best of the best, or it's, it's, it's going to be too hard and too challenging. But our competitions do really uh, support all abilities and all levels. And kids just need to get on and have a go. And, if, and as soon as they're on and having a go, they'll be learning they'll be exploring they'll be so excited it's it's almost addictive so if you don't have a go then you never know if you don't have a go you never know and yeah of course being a part of that global competition is is that's exciting imagine being a part of 250,000 students you know I'm I'm in that scoreboard I'm Getting your that. name on the website, getting the schools yeah. mentioned, definitely. And you've yeah. got the teachers in the background, obviously, all competing because they want to get their schools up there as yes. well. Yes. Do you know what? Do you know what totally resonates with me? Actually, what you just mentioned there—it's—it's it's so inclusive and it opens up to all abilities. So, regardless mm. of what your like ability level is, if you just take part and you're answering questions. You're, you're gaining points and you're getting your name up there, aren't you? So That's it's right. not just limited to the ones that would normally enter competitions. It's for everyone. That's right. That's right. But they're just, they're just going to put themselves out there and have a go. Uh, I guess another bit of advice is that uh, to be self-motivated and self-disciplined. With online competitions during remote learning, there is an element of independent work that's needed. And of course, the students need to be autonomous when it comes to completing those questions. We do limit to eight hours. So you're only allowed to compete for eight hours a day because, you know, other things are important in the day as well. <laughs> 
Do you know, I had a student who was um, revising for his mid-year exam a few weeks ago and he came yeah. to me to complain. He said, sir, I can't do any more revision because it was limited to eight hours. Yes. I said, yeah, you need to get some downtime. You need to get some daylight. That's right. That's right. So if you've only got eight hours of possible EP competition time uh, to maybe, you know, break it up into chunks, uh, into manageable one-hour, two-hour slots, don't, don't you know, destroy yourself by spending eight hours on the full day yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And, and there's probably some kids out there that would do that as well oh absolutely I'm, I'm pretty sure when I was being interviewed or when I was interviewing the Hariri high school students and teachers the teachers actually complained and said it was a great competition however my students were oh so tired because they were staying up <laughs> and so we got the questions but um and that, I think that leads then to the last, I think the really last a bit of advice is to to, to work as a team. Um, yeah. I think all of the, the schools that are successful, like Hariri High School 3, um, Emirates, uh, Emirates International School, Jumeirah, uh, and, and the reason why is because they do see themselves as a team. They do support each other. They do jump on and that sense of school spirit is is really strong and uh, if you work together you can actually succeed in getting a lot higher points than if you're trying to outcompete yourselves or or just work independently so I think that's the last bit of advice yeah sit down and have a you know a, a like a study a study session zoom session instead of have an ep online competition zoom session or something i don't know <laughs> exactly and i think as well with the platform it does allow you to you know collaborate with your your students uh, with your friends so i mean there are many features of the the ep platform that you can have like um collaborative work peer marketing and peer assessment out Absolutely. with competitions as well but yeah definitely that that um gets the, the students really involved and there are some competitions, although we spoke mostly today about this, the points-based competitions, so students answering as many points as they can within a certain amount of time. But we do have competitions where they can submit videos or they can work together in writing an essay or they can... And upload projects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that sort of taps into that team, that team approach again. Well, that leads me on to my, my very final question for you then. So is there anything else coming up EP related, any competitions or any events in which students do have to collaborate or uh, upload or work together? Always, always exciting things in the EP uh, landscape <laughs> when it comes to the, the competitions. But officially, I think we've got an English comp happening in May. Science will come around again, my favourite, in September. And we have our Northern Hemisphere language uh, languages comp happening in November, but they're the they're the ones that have pen, been penciled in that I can see on the calendar. But who knows? Like, there's lots of exciting things happening this year. Lots uh, of opportunities. Absolutely. So just keep an eye out. I think. Have a go. Thank you. And how would schools sign up to these? What would they need to do? Oh, that's an excellent question. So you got to go to their website, educationperfect.com, and you should see nice and, and clearly on the front website um, upcoming competitions or upcoming events, and teachers are very welcome to register their interest or their students uh, through that website. Fantastic. And um, you told me to do that. 12, 13 months ago when I first met you and I did, and here we are here today. That's right. <laughs> How funny. 
so good. Well, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for answering questions today. And I think uh, the listeners will definitely be really interested and really excited about what EP have got to offer. Pleasure. Thanks for the chat. Always nice to have a bit of a yarn. Thanks very much. Catch up soon. See you later.